When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee, ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Hey guys, Ryan Satin here from Wrestling Sheet Radio. Let's make some mayhem. Shoot and loot your way through a mayhem-fueled adventure in Borderlands 3. Blast through new worlds and enemies as one of four new playable vault hunters, each with deep skill trees, abilities, and customization. Play solo or with your friends to take on insane new enemies. Score loads of loot and save the galaxy from a fanatical threat. Mayhem is coming September 13th on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Pre-order now at Borderlands.com. Rated M for Mature. Stay little chico, pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin. Here with my co-host, Jamie Iovine. Hey, everybody at home. Sorry we're or a day late. Or in the car. Or in the car. Or gym, wherever. Cooking. Uh, people who listen to the podcast in the gym are weird to me. Not to Because it doesn't, it. like, pump you up? Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's fucking clang and bang. And then... So I'm not... I'm still <laughs> trying to get better with... 
uh, fitness type stuff. But there have been times when I've listened to podcasts because it helps the time go by faster. Yeah, if you're, you're on not, the treadmill, you're not maybe. focused on yeah. like the act of working out. You're just listening to the podcast, yeah, so and if it's I, a good podcast, it helps you lose track of time. For cardio, I can understand that, but for other stuff like lifting and all that stuff, I can't. Because when I've been running, I can't help but like. Look at the clock. Of course. And I keep looking at the clock. Well, how long have I been running? How long have I been running? How long? That's why I've been trying to watch it during, uh, try and do stuff during wrestling. Try and work out during wrestling because it keeps my attention and I don't notice how long uh, the time has been. Sorry for a day late for the show, everyone. Uh, Jamie had things to do yesterday. Kevin couldn't come in. And Eli, who knows what that guy's up to these days. He's I got, mean, it's not even like you could check on his social because he barely touches it. <laughs> That's why I say it. I don't know. I never know what he's up to. I mean, we talk. I mean, he and I talk uh, frequently. But he definitely, I mean, he's got a girlfriend now. And you know what that's like when you get a girlfriend. It's hard to keep up with wrestling. It, well, especially if you drop off the map and have no social con- connection to the rest of the world for a week and a half. Yeah, because is... he, he's not reading Twitter to see what he missed and stuff like that. No. He's just, like, out on his own Which, thing. Which, by the way, like, if you really needed him, it's not that hard to catch up. Well, I mainly wanted him – it was for all-out discussion. And also, he and I discussed – not only had he not watched wrestling in two weeks, but he was very busy at work as well. And so if it was just going to be he and I, I didn't want to dump that, that on him because – I know the pressure of having to be the number two person, and you've at least watched wrestling. You have opinions on things. You're 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 caught up in the moment. I'm just genuinely curious as to like when the time is going to come to when Burning Man becomes an official like work holiday because all these people giving a whole week off of these for these guys just to go in the desert for two weeks. And, I mean, week and a half. And it's it seems crazy. like there's no service there because they're in the middle of the desert, so like you don't hear from the people that are there. It's not like Coachella where when someone's like there for a weekend, you can still talk. To you them. still talk to them. You see yeah. all their posts. You see everything they're doing. Eli is just. I, I, he's been off. Man. Like, when he finally like, texted us, I was like, he's alive. But there's like important people that go there. And like you'd think that they would need to get things done. You know, I'm sure those people have Wi-Fi in their buses that they bring to. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> they bring there. Well, let's talk about. Okay. I, we only got a little bit of time today because I got to head out of here too uh, for some stuff. But this was a big week. And, and it was mainly all focused around Chris Jericho, I feel like. Yeah. But like, Chris Jericho all across the board. Had the biggest stories of the week involved. Just the biggest wrestling-related things involved. Not just one. A few. A few. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, honestly, when I was trying to put a list together, it was just like, Chris Jericho. We have to talk about everything Chris Jericho has done for the past week because he's had a big week, I feel like. Uh, I mean, I and I even told him this yesterday. I said, nobody, nobody on this planet could take a huge blow Roll through it, stand up, and do a backflip and land it. You know, like it's crazy. Like he, like anybody else in this position would have panicked. Imagine if if that had happened to Hangman. Like uh, the he, uh, it would have it would have been like an, people would have panicked. I mean, he would have panicked. <laughs> it wouldn't like just talk about rolling with the punches. You know, like he just it, it's mind boggling. Not only did he make a story out of this that he could sell. More merch, more T-shirts off this. He got two more catchphrases because of it. <laughs> well, not two catchphrases. I'm sorry. He got one more catchphrase and another just like an story, angle, like thing an angle. That, yeah, yeah. The whole um, getting the belt back, which is a story in itself. Well, let's before we even get to that. Okay, let's talk about first what he did before. Let's talk about him winning the belt because yeah. that also shouldn't be lost on on everything. Yeah, Chris Jericho won the fir- is is the first ever AEW World Heavyweight Champion clean. By clean, the way. very clean with the. The most powerful move in wrestling, the Judas yes. effect. Yeah, uh, which I, I, I love. Like Chris Jericho, I I've said it before in the past. Even when he, even when we didn't get along, like he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Of course, the fact that he can just get things over that are so basic are just it's so crazy. Like it's insane. The fact that he got the Judas effect over so quickly and people are genuinely, like, fans of it. Like, I, I know people laugh at it because it's a back elbow, but honestly, the fact that it's just a back elbow and he got I it will over say this. has made it more overall. I will say this. It was, if if you had to pick, I mean, he's only done it a handful of times, but if you had to pick one perfect execution of it, it was against Hangman Page. Yes. Like, it it really came out of nowhere. Like, it was a real good transition into the into the back elbow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I I don't know. I guess I'm coming around with it. I actually, you know, I like the Judas effect, I think, more than the Codebreaker. Um, 
Really? I mean, well, it's better for your back. Well, but. see, I think the Codebreaker always t- – I was always a big Carlito fan. And so the Codebreaker just felt like a ripoff of the backstabber to me. So I never, like, super got into it. I always loved the, the Lion Soul, you know, the, and I always loved the, the Lion Tamer and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know why. The Codebreaker never got super over with me for some reason. I, under- I mean, like, here's the thing with the Codebreaker. Theoretically – like if you work in the science of this, which you you're should hurting never, yourself. Yes, but you never should. Like it should never. Yeah, all logic needs to go out the window for a lot of these. things. I can't though. Sometimes, like sometimes, I'm like, that would hurt you way more than it would hurt your opponent. Like, yeah, you're driving the chin down onto the, your knees, which would hurt. Like but. when Jericho did it in the match, I think Hangman was doing the buckshot lariat thing, and. Jericho reversed it onto the floor. Onto the floor yeah. with Codebreaker, and I went. That looks like that hurt a lot. That would just hurt your back. Going, why would you just want to jump back first onto the? That's, you might as well just taking the buckshot clothesline. I was, oh, you know, what was I was always a fan of when he uses it as a finish, and he doesn't use it anymore as a as a finish. He still does it, but not as a finish. Is the lion salt? I, I was, loved it. I loved the lion salt growing up. Me like, too. It was cool. It was almost like his variation of the people's elbow. Yes, totally. You know, like, totally. You know, you knew that when he did that. Um, it's not even a bulldog, but it's uh, the the face. Yeah, he did the running. It was a bulldog, but he was like the most lazy bulldog of yeah, all time. Like when you knew that, and was not like coming. in a bad way, but it was just like the one hand kind yeah. of from behind. Like yeah. when he did that, you know, it was time for the lion salt. Very much when the Rock did the spine buster, you know, it's time for the people's elbow. Totally. No, I lion salt mark for sure. Loved it. I, Jericho's awesome, and so I, you know, actually thought it was a good match. I I, I thought they had a really. I don't good know match. why people. Uh, you know, it's um, you. It's what we talked about last time, and it's still to me. To, to me, it's still not a clear cut answer as to whether or not this was a good idea or not. Because mm-hmm. honestly, there's you could really argue both, and I uh, um, I don't think it was a bad idea by any means. But um, the putting this match putting last. The, uh, oh, is oh that putting the title on Jericho. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm still talking about sorry, sorry, the sorry, Jericho. Yeah. Um, it's it's just that because you know uh, of course hindsight makes things so much easier to understand. Would the, uh, we wouldn't have had this? No, if, if Hangman won, mm-hmm. like it would have been like okay, we have a champion, and then okay, well, well, he's got to defend it in October, so let's wait till then. Here's how I even look at it: is and I, I, this stuff's important to me. To me, the media is important. Like the, to get coverage, especially is for a new company, especially for a new company, and to me. If Hangman had lost his belt, let's say Hangman won and he lost the belt, right? Or got it stolen. Uh, Which, like, not to knock Hangman, but I doubt he would have reacted the same way. But even that, all that aside, it would have only been picked up by wrestling media. It would have only been on like my side, you know, Wrestling That's Observer. Also true, yeah. It would have been on the regular wrestling sites, WrestleZone, all those kinds of sites. But I don't think it would have been on the top of TMZ. I don't think it would have made international news. I don't think. I just don't think that would have happened. I think that, right. th- that it would have been a small, contained thing. And to be honest with you, like, that story, as silly as it was, and we'll get to all of it, like, did ultimately help AEW in some yeah. way, which is crazy to think that that a lost title helped a company. But And we'll get to that. So um, the, the Jericho thing, yeah, I agree with you. Putting the title on Jericho made all the sense in the world. I, I, I said it before. I said it after. I, and I also think we're, it's setting up the – it's the building blocks for a hangman heel turn. He they had it in the post um the the most recent Oh no, on they did something. I want it was either in the post match thing they did yeah, I think it was in the post match thing they did, not on road two, where they, the thing that Jericho did the whole little bit of the bubbly thing yeah. on. Uh, I think they also had a moment with Hangman Page there where the Bucks came to say like good job and he was like he was like a uh, yeah, cool. Like, and they were like, well, do you want to come get dinner with us tonight? Yeah, and he was that, like, yeah. no, nah, I just need a minute. I feel like they're setting something up there. I feel like he's going to turn and the on. Mo- and the newest being the elite, like, he's – it shows him, like, he, his own, he doesn't have a whole lot, big part in this latest episode. It's just oh, that's him. what it was. It was it's being just the elite. him in the locker room. That's he's what just, it was. like, just hanging, you know. Hang, hangman page was hanging. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was the uh, being the elite that came out the next day. But, yeah, I, I really thought – uh, the match was good. The stuff about how the Bucks should have gone on last didn't make sense to me. If anything, the Bucks match should have just been earlier in the show, in my opinion. I feel like, I mean, uh, it's 
I think they really need uh, they. Um, I think you know honestly, I would have had the Bucks and uh, Lucha Bros start them. Me too. That's I exactly what, that's exactly what I said to one of my friends, and he said the exact same thing to me. Like I, I, that's why I said earlier in the show made more sense for the ladder match than it should have closed the show. Because why would you close the show because with they, another company's title match? And they ended. I mean, it's not. It's of course. Why would you not want three great matches back to back? But I mean, think about it. We had Kenny and Pac, Lucha, Bro, Lucha Bros, and. Uh, the Bucks and then um, and then uh, Jericho and Paige. You know, no, Kenny and Omega and Pac was earlier in the show. Was it like the? Oh, that's right. I'm trying to remember which one was right before. I think it was the. I'd have to go back. And I look. think it was that. It and might then have been it the women's the, match. And then a women's match afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You're right. My mistake. Uh, but, but still, but still, three great matches. Yeah, and I think one of the things that people noticed was that I mean, and this is just anybody. You know, this I feel like this is just like the. It's the cross you have to bear for being in the main event. Yeah, you're in the main event, but you also have the handicap of working with a crowd that's been sitting down and cheering their asses off for three and a half hours. Sorry, three. the match before Lucha Bro- the match before the ladder match was Cody versus Sean Spears. That's what it was. Ah. I didn't want. I began to real people were like, "Hey, you got a computer right in front of you. Why don't you just look there up these is. facts?" There and I got is. one wrong last when we, did we the sure review, did. When I did the all out review, I had some guy who was so a couple people who were so mad at some of the facts that we got messed up the, there. So yeah. for that man, priorities. There you go. I just got <laughs> I just got it right now. Um, I also I feel like Cody versus Sean Spears was maybe the weakest. Cody match in it was these fine. It was fine. It was fine. It's just um, it didn't evoke the same emotion out of me. As and the to other be ones honest, did. and to be honest with me, dude, I, I, I'm with you. I'm sorry. Um, and this is not a knock to Sean Spears whatsoever. No. He gave, he had a chance. He was given a huge stage to go and show people who he was, and I don't think he really took advantage of it. To be honest, yeah, he came out with Tully and the, for whatever reason the contact lenses. <laughs> And um, it, it's you know, I don't know. It's and also it ended and all it ended in such fi- finite fashion. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's he, also weird that Tully randomly walked away. Yeah, like afterward, after spy after Arn gave him the spine buster, Tully was. Well, I'm just I'm just flabbergasted. I need to go to the back and think about this for the rest <laughs> of the match. <laughs> I was so weirded out by that. You were like, not happy with that one. I'm like, why would you leave your boy? Like, you know, like <laughs> I wouldn't have. Like, Arn wasn't even allowed to be there. Totally. You if could Arn still Anderson be there. came out and gave Royce a spine buster, I wouldn't have left personally. You probably would have. I wouldn't have left. I would have stayed and been flabbergasted, but I wouldn't have walked away. <laughs> I don't. I don't distract, abandon my. You know, distract Arn with a flare. It, you, it is a known source. fact that you can escape Arn Anderson if you stay perfectly still. <laughs> it's a known fact. <laughs> um, okay, so um, the show as a whole, I, I, I think it was a good show. Um, Nyla Rose is a good choice, I think, for the, the Casino Battle Royale. Hey, hey, wait. Oh, you gave up on the headphones? It, my ears were getting hot. <laughs> hey, wait. Did you know that she wasn't born a woman? <laughs> yeah, I've seen all the people Which on is Twitter. Per- it's <laughs> ridiculous. All people the people, are, people dumb, are dumb. Uh Private Party beat and Helico and Jack Evans. Um SoCal Uncensored beat Jurassic Express. Which was surprising. Was surprising. You would think that they would want to feature these guys. Which is and you know, I th- I'd like to think that the Jurassic Express was a little bit of a nod to Cornette. You know, just I think so. Oh, like the rock and roll express. Because he has a lot. He's managed a lot. Or is of he the ex- rock and roll? The midnight express. He's the, the midnight, midnight express. express. Sorry, sorry, excuse me. And you know, express to me has always been a mid south thing. In my opinion. Okay. Like it's always been like I've never seen expresses anywhere else in wrestling before. It's definitely oh. more of an old school. Yeah. So that's yeah, why I think, I think maybe, and especially who it's featuring. I think it could be a little it's possible. Hot. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, did you like the name? Um, I, I, I mean, I, I, I hope we don't know for sure. You may know, but I hope that it's not referring to when it's just Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Because when it's just Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, the whole a boy and his dinosaur was awesome to me. I love that because it reminds me of Peach Dragon. But um, if it's if it's supposed to represent all three of them, Marco Stunt and and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I'm okay with it. Someone said there's like already something called a boy in his dinosaur. 
a movie, maybe. Is that, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, like, I know there's a movie or a TV show or something like that. The Good Dinosaur. Well, I know that. I know that. That the was like the weakest Pixar movie ever. <laughs> the Boy and <laughs> Dinosaur is an old – Cars 3. It's an old book apparently. Yeah. That's where they got it. Maybe that's why they had a change. Maybe that's why. Just for – Maybe. Copyright purposes so they can use the name more. Um but I, man, I gotta say in this ma- in that match, um, Luchasaurus was by the far the star. Yeah, dude, the star. Like he was so impressive in that match. He really was. So you and mentioned he could be like the Kane of AEW. I think I, like when I like I was telling you when we were watching it, I saw 2002-2004 Kane. You know, back when he came back with the half mask and he was like a good guy and he was beating up the un-Americans and stuff like that when he was te- teaming with uh, the Hurricane. He kind of reminded me of that because Kane, that version of Kane was a little more of a humanized Kane. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the spin a Rooney. He did the Kane a Rooney. I'm sorry, and he um, and uh, he teamed with people that are fun, like Rob Van Dam, the Hurricane, so on and so forth. And I see that a little bit in Luchasaurus, like not so much, like he's a big into like visually horrifying. Oh yeah. But when you talk to him, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm the Luchasaurus." You know, like it's so. It's, <laughs> I got a PhD. Yeah, and it, so I see that in him, and he could be that. And also, if they just keep it going like this down the line, when he turns heel, he's unstoppable. Oh, he's yeah. a monster. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so, he's going to be an asset, I think, to that company. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's, At he's, first, you know, the Luchasaurus signing was a little bit like, okay, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and. He, each each step away, each step along the way, it's gotten better and better. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And he, uh, it's funny that he's someone who slipped through the WWE cracks. You know, yeah. Uh, um, Pac versus Kenny Omega uh, ended via how ref I stoppage. thought it would. It did end the way you thought it would. <laughs> um, you know, I just I, I I listened to Chris Jericho's podcast uh, that he did about All Out, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like his backstage perspective on things. And he said that this match. Um, that Pac and Kenny Omega were super pissed afterwards when they got backstage. Because they were cut for time. Because they had to cut uh, – they, they went long and they had to cut a bunch of stuff that they had planned in the match. And to me, that's kind of evident. It it really stopped out of nowhere. Like it seemed like they, had, like it they was, hadn't gotten like, the gear they were getting towards. It was. You can always tell when a match ends before – not always. I'm sorry. Always is – General, but I'm saying it's it's uh, more often than not you could kind of tell when a match ends when it wasn't really supposed to, mm-hmm. because when a good match is ending, it's building up to a crescendo. Yeah, and this didn't. No, you know that that whole lock that Pac did on Kenny when he had him on his shoulders came out of nowhere, and then the referee the, the tap. Even the fans were just like, "Oh shit, it's over." Okay, like <laughs> you yeah. know, like yep. And it wasn't this big uproar or no, anything. It was no, like, Wait, it what wasn't happened. Yeah, like, what? And uh, I mean, uh, cool. I mean the. I I mean that's a it's a cool ending to me, and also I don't I mean I'm not like I'm not I'm, I can't pro- say I'm a historian on Kenny Omega, but I can't think of how many times he's been submitted. Well, he a- technically didn't give up. It says via ref stop. I don't think he gave up. I think he passed out. Mm. But it's very technical. I like I love how that's becoming the the uh, the common thing now. To that get- if you don't want nobody to win and nobody to lose, you know, they just have one of them not submit, just pass out from the pain. <laughs> Uh, but you know how painful something has to be for that to It would have to be so happen? painful to pass out from the – like you'd have to be – well. <laughs> I don't know. Well, dude. in UFC, you can, you've seen it before. Well, that – no. UFC, yeah, because with a choke lock, you're cutting off air to the person's True, that's brain. Just like your, well, no, you can get a, like a leg lock that makes someone – I don't know about that. But I don't that. know if you'd pass out from the pain of a leg lock or an arm bar. You'd, you'd have, have your to arm snap broke. somebody's yeah, leg. And then they'd pass out from, like, the shock value yeah. of having their legs snapped. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Jimmy Havoc versus Darby Allen versus Joey Janela in the crackle, Cracker Barrel How clash. Joey didn't rip every tendon in his legs when he did that moonsault to just to the outside where nobody was there. Yes. That and Darby. Didn't ra- break his back. When ra- he- wrapping his back pretty much around the steel chair. I mean, steps. That was insane. That didn't need to happen, bro. It did not need to happen. <laughs> like, I mean, he's gonna, he's if he hears this, he's gonna be like, "Well, that's just who I am." And hey, more power to you. You're a grown ass man, <laughs> you know. And I, all the power to you. But Jesus, when if you haven't seen this, I'm sure it's not hard to find. No, go back because it literally looks like the best comparison I got is when Vince got pushed off the cage match at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. <laughs> 
And he, and he hit the corner of the table, not yeah. the table, the corner, and his back like cheese, like wrapped around it. It's what it looked like. Like, yeah. like, like it looked like, like you know when you were on a yoga ball or something like that, and your back just completely folds to the shape. It yes. looked like that. It did. Like, and you're leaving out that he had the the barrel, the barrel too. That yeah. he slammed through the barrel to the steel steps, which I guess maybe broke the fall a little bit, which is why he did that. But like, still. Him and Joey definitely just like did unnecessary things in the match. Uh, well, I, let's not leave out Jimmy Havoc having thumbtacks in his mouth. Yeah, true. Oh yeah, God, I left that out too. You're right. I'll be honest with you. I don't love this. Like they're ins- doing it too much, dude. An excessive amount. They're doing it too much, and I think that. And they shouldn't make it seem like Joey Darby and Jimmy are only there for death matches. I yeah, think Darby got that one against Cody, I guess. But but Joey's really been kind of pigeonholed as like this death match guy. Joey has. Uh, if he has to keep up this like schedule, Joey's gonna die because like every pay per view he has to do some insane thing, like the ladder spot with against Moxley or this moonsault onto literally at least Darby had something to break his fall. Joey had nothing. Yeah, Joey had gravity in the floor. Yes, that was it. Yes, and it, I mean, like it, when you see him land because you see like the point of his toes hit first, and you could just like anybody who's like I don't even know if it's. Stubbing your toe, but it's it, – it, it, I mean obviously it's a hundred times worse than that. But I'm saying like the reverberation of your feet hitting first. Yeah. And there's no give. No. That's it. Like that shit's shit all up your spine. Oh, and yeah. Like, that was like when Ali did a backflip off the top rope on SmackDown this week to the outside and just landed on his feet. And I was like, ow, that looked painful. Like it's, all you got to do is jump from a trampoline onto the regular – onto the grass. <laughs> That'll – Fuck your knees up, dude. Like it really will. It, like it, I've done it as a child because you know you 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 kind of get in, like into the groove of it's bouncing, and then when you land on it is jarring. So imagine that times a thousand. Yeah, I, I when I was in Jericho's podcast and he was talking about this match, he also was a little critical of it. He definitely was like. I'm not super fan of like the excessive hardcore wrestling. It doesn't need to happen. Like, have it. Be, I mean, we're sounding old, and you know, know. everybody's everybody's like, you know, the cage matches are only used as a blow off, and so like that should be this too. But I, <laughs> he, he said, Jericho said in this podcast, he was like, I dare one of those guys on, at a TV taping to if they're booked in a match with me to bring up the idea of using a fucking staple gun. Like, not gonna happen. Not into it. <laughs> Which is interesting because this is the same guy who did. A thumbtack spot for a match that you know. Well, he brought that up and he said that he like made a big deal of it. It was the only time he had ever done it. That's he, very like, true. Milked it to be as much as it's worth. Like he was like, I'm not just taking a random stable gun. He was like, we worked to that, we built to that. It made a huge thing of that. That's very I true. I had never done that before. Like it was like a whole thing. Like I it's like, just you know what I always laugh about. I mean, it's not so much a laugh, but like I always get kind of bummed out about is like I wish that Jericho was given a better opportunity. Or stage to do it instead of that lunatics asylum match, which you know didn't do anybody fa- any favors. I'm sure he'll have the number opportunity with uh, Dean Moxley down the down the line. They've got a lot of TVs. Which ahead. I'm sorry, also Jimmy was doing the the paper cut spot, but with laminated paper and not even like touching them. <laughs> like I, it was the worst paper cut spot I've ever seen. Especially knowing that you can't get that done with laminate. No, that wouldn't work. That, no. that wouldn't happen. Uh, Dark Order versus Best Friends. I think we kind of feel the same way we did in the pre-show. Dude, I'm sorry. I just Dark Order. They're just not working, dude. They're not like they. It's just the presentation is so bad. I don't. I mean, like I feel bad because everybody was like, "Oh, the Super Smash Brothers were so dope in the indies," and this is my first experience because I'm giving them a shot. I've given them a few opportunities to like, and what I'm not like, I'm talking like they owe me something. Like, but no, I'm saying like, I've given them so many opportunities. Yeah, I've given. I've sh- I've tried to get into them because if people like them, yeah. But dude, I'm sorry. Just the presentation is ass. The the, the the freaky perverts are a little weird. I like, did like all the Orange Cassidy stuff at the end of it, though. He's the best part of the yeah, match. The, the match was over. Part. Yeah, no, he was the best <laughs> part of it after the match, definitely. I honestly think, and I hate to be like, I don't know if this seems rude, but if Evil Uno was just solo, the act would be so much better and make and be totally make more to sense. To see, the thing is, though, I gotta be honest, maybe I haven't seen him in person, but just Evil Uno is not intimidating to me at But he's all. like a gross heel, which is fun. But to me, the way they're presenting him looks like he's like Shao Kahn, you know? Like, True, like, fair, fair. And he's not. Fair. He's like 5'10", you know, like fat, you know, I'm sorry, he's 
He doesn't have a lot of muscle on him, no. if any. And I'm not trying to body shame, but this no. is just if you're trying to give that character, this is what it needs yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's trying to do for the character, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I'm- and I don't know. And then you throw in, like, here's Evil Uno, and then his name may as well be Jeff, the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the most regular-ass name. What's his name again? Stu. Stu. Tommy Pickles' dad. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I actually really like Evil Uno. I think Evil Uno is a super talented dude, um, but I don't think... And I'm not saying he's not. not. I'm yeah, not no, saying he's not. No, I know. Um, I think as a heel, it would the act would make more sense for some reason. I don't know what it is, but there, but, but I, I've noticed we're not the only people saying this. It seems to be the general consensus for some reason when it comes to the Dark Order. Uh... That little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. It's time to turn it up with your new favorite podcast, Expeditiously with T.I., here on Podcast One. Join the rapper, entrepreneur, family man, and activist as he bridges the gap and sheds light on important social topics and much more in an authentic, eyebrow-raising dialogue that might make you want to pull out your dictionary. Download new episodes of Expeditiously with T.I. every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Uh, Riho defeated Hikorushida. That was, a, that was a fun match. I wasn't super paying attention to this one. I was kind of doing some stuff. I was writing something. Um, but it was a fun match. We talked about the, And then Lucha Bros. Uh, versus Young Bucks was an awesome match. Yeah, I mean, they it, absolutely destroyed each other. Yeah, you, yeah they, they I ended up getting back and watching. So did I, yeah. yeah. We, we, had to, I, we had to eat dinner at this point. So I we mean, like, we were going off of like eight hours of wrestling yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, because we had done TakeOver 2 before that, the UK TakeOver, um, which still my favorite part of the day. That whole entire day was was the shooting star press from the outside that Mark yeah, Andrews did. I was, and your family I was, just going... <laughs> 
Jamie, why don't you do that? I was shooting Star Press Shamed over the weekend <laughs> by my my by my family, nonetheless. Like you're posting all these videos of you in the ring doing like, headlocks and running, running the ropes. ropes. <laughs> like the fun, like sorry for knowing the fundamentals, Dad. <laughs> but yeah, I was legitimately. My dad is ashamed of me that I don't know how to do a shooting star <laughs> to dad, the outside. <laughs> my dad's ashamed of me for not knowing how to do a shooting star press yet. Oh man. Okay, so then when I was on the way home from your house when we were, that's where I watched it, um I, I was watching the Jericho thing in my car because I was just interested, the post show. So I saw it live when it was happening with the whole Jericho walking through the halls and roasting everybody, which was honestly amazing. Like it it was <laughs> like their Brian, videos. You're gonna tell me to shush? <laughs> <laughs> hey you with the stupid hair to Brian Bowman Jr. <laughs> and he was just saying so many things and the whole I was laughing the whole time. It was so good. I love that he went to the the, the legit paramedics, like the actual paramedics and was like, Where were you guys when I was bleeding to death? <laughs> he was bleeding to death. I also like that he basically he said on his podcast that they were just kinda like, Hey, here here because he said he doesn't like to listen to what he has to do after the match until he's done with the match, so he didn't hear what he was going to have to do afterwards. So uh. when he came back, they were like, here, just take this mic and gloat to everyone, and everyone's going to look disappointed. And he was like, okay, cool, and he just went and, yeah. and ripped on all that, and it was uh, great. Excuse me. Oh, Sorry, everybody thinks I'm picking my nose at home, but it's just allergies are driving me nuts. In this you did kind of pick your nose that one episode. Like, there's legit dust in my nose, bro. <laughs> Like I saw it, and when you when, like that one episode when you did pick your nose, I saw there was a few where you were like pushing, but there was one moment where you did pick your nose for a second, and right when it happened, I was like, someone's gonna call Jamie out on Twitter for that. And so when the guy did, I laughed because I was like, that guy definitely it looked like. Dude, Jamie I'm sorry, I got allergies. <laughs> So you're gonna have to deal with it. Who doesn't pick their nose? Come on, man. Uh, do you so, all see the video of Kanye eating his ear boogers? I did. That was so <laughs> gross. I don't eat any boogers. Neither do I. And I that's crazy. That, like, I was like, oh my god, that's disgusting. Um, okay, so then Jericho then gets to his uh, dressing room and sees the he's, he's he talking sees about his things. He's got the salami. I don't this. think this part is talked about enough. That he's spraying the champagne, and usually you're supposed to spray it on everybody, but he just sprays it on the guy. <laughs> Literally only him. Not on him. He's just like, yeah! <laughs> he totally just sprays it on the guy, which is so good. Because usually you're like, yeah! Like all that shit. Nope, just on him. <laughs> I'll be honest, as much as I loved the whole little bit of the bubbly thing when I watched it live, I did not expect it to become such a thing on Twitter the next day. It made day. me laugh. Just his delivery was like, eh. Oh, because he goes, he goes, oh, first. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, it's so, because it's like you said, he takes things that aren't necessarily that big because he didn't come up with that term. No. Like the little bit of the bubbly, like it's like an old. It's from a movie too, I think. Like he said, I think it's from like a popular movie where they say like, oh, you want a little bit of the bubbly? No, it's just a thing people say. No, I think he said it's from like Dumb and Dumber or something like that where there's like, oh, a little bit of the bubbly or something. He said he got it from something. I'm sure he got it from that, but it's not – that wasn't the creation of the term. Wait, it is – yeah, I think it is Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is what it is. It's when they're, when they're in the suits. Oh, yeah, when he pops it's and he kills, the, bird, and yeah, he kills this, the owl. Yeah, it's calls for a little bit of the bubble. That's what it is for Dumb and Dumber, yeah. And then he kills the owl with the cork. How is – in all the edits <laughs> – This party just died. <laughs> a nice pair of hooters. Uh, it's funny. In all the edits that I've seen, I don't think anyone – Nobody's done Put that. him into the actual thing he took it from. Which, have you seen the No Mercy edit this morning? No. That's a good one. No, I've the seen no the – the dig- diggity dog? No. That They crushed it with that one. Oh, let's see. I get, see they pull it up and put it on your microphone. I was like, okay. uh, I, I saw the Brock. Honestly, the best one was the Brock Lesnar one, that in my one opinion. Was great. That one was so good. The Roman Reigns one was pretty funny, too, but the Brock Lesnar the Brock one was Lesnar so one much better. The best one. Uh, I liked, and obviously, the Lou Bega. So this is just the noises of select. So everybody knows this standard menu select music that plays when you play No Mercy. And it's clever because they even use this character in it. That is really good. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> Oh, that's so good! Yeah, I like the. But I like when it when the when it goes. Oh, he goes. Oh, oh, oh. oh. 
<laughs> yeah, no, the little bit of the bubbly stuff. Oh, man. I, I, I love that it became such a thing. And it's just like the list. Something so simple. You just made the list. You know, like that silly that, that just like became such a big thing. But I think it's I think it's just also a testament because I think it's an uh, I think it's an important important skill, not just in wrestling, especially in wrestling, but in a lot of works walks of life, that you really got to think on your feet. You got to roll with whatever cards you're dealt. And case in point, this is what happened. Totally. You know, like I I keep saying this because it's true. Any anybody else in this position would have panicked. I agree. Anybody. I mean, if, if Hangman, there's no way that there's anything Hangman would have said after winning that would have gone viral like that. No. I love Hangman. I think he's super talented. But just Jericho's like a, he's, he's just like an international celebrity, like, you know, and he he's pumped that he gets to, like, do things his way after being told what to do for so long and that someone's given him the opportunity to be champion and he wants them, he wants to, like, he wants the company to gain from it, like, from his celebrity. And honestly... The fact that they went viral from something so stupid is uh, hilarious to me. I it's just... really – dude, I really, really, really – and the only reason why more people aren't talking about it is because he's still active. But, I mean, he's got to go on the Mount Rushmore at this point. I think, dude. Think about the whole body of work, dude. I mean, it's so hard. I think – I mean – It's one of those things where – I think he's up there. Like, Jericho and Rey Mysterio, to me, are two of the best wrestlers of all time. Yes. So, it's hard to say. But they're not on the level... Well, you could argue that Rey Mysterio is the greatest luchador of all time. I would say he is. But I would say he's one of the best wrestlers of all time. Like, just straight up one of the best Mm -hmm. of all time. Because he's so innovative for so long. He can... He's still having matches now that that are as great as when he first started. And he's one of the most influential wrestlers when it comes to small guys. Same with Jericho. They're both so influential. It's hard to say. I, you can't make a Mount Rushmore. It's impossible to put no, four but when guys. I say, when I say Rushmore, I don't necessarily limit it to four. It's kind of just like that group. <laughs> okay. You know, like that elite group. Like, for instance, uh, Mattel put out uh, their 100 series, like to celebrate like 100 series of it. And, they, and it's like special edition figures of like – and it's um, Cena, Sean, Taker – Austin and Rock and Triple H, and I'm like uh, because they couldn't put Hogan in there because I think the embargo on Hogan products was still in place when they were making the figures. But um, to me, that's pretty close. Like that series, yeah. that's that block of figures right there. I was like, this is a pretty like solid Rushmore right here. If they it's had to make fr- one, I mean, there's six of them, but you know. it's just every time we get into this discussion, it's then there's the people who are like, what are all the people in Japan? What about all the people in Mexico? What about the and you just go like, ah, it becomes so difficult to like. No, of course. What about and, different decades? What about a, this? What about I guess Bruno I, San Martino? I guess when I say Dusty, I guess when I say Rushmore, I don't necessarily think of okay four spots, nobody else. To me, it's just like the top of the top, the cream of the crop. Fair, fair. It's tough. I it's it, it's it's tough for me because it's like I don't. The, the ones from the Bruno San Martinos don't have the same kind of influence on me, but I know they're incredibly influential and stuff, you know, and there wouldn't be this without them and stuff. It's just like, I look at Raymond Steer, I'm like, that guy's putting on, he's been putting on just insane matches for 30 years. Which I, I, the metrics of his drawing or ability or, it's so hard. It's so you hard. You also can't, th- I mean, dude, he's been on top longer than, I think, the only other person who's been on top as long as him is Undertaker. Jericho? Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's been yeah he's been up there for a while. I mean I don't throw in Triple H in there because he practically runs the place now. So and it's also hard because Jericho I don't know he wasn't champion that many times in WWE was he? No, but he was always featured. But he was maybe not early, but he was world champion for a good amount of time. True, true. I just feel like they never like he made that big gold belt again. They never like hitched their wagon to Jericho. I feel like I feel like when he was doing um, there will be blood, Jericho. Or is that the movie he referenced, or was it uh, No Country for Old Men, Jericho? I forget. He referenced one of the two. One of those two movies that he based that character mm-hmm. off of when he wore the suit and he was all serious. But um, to me, probably that, No Country for Old Men. I think that might have been it when he played uh, uh, Javier Bardem's That's what I was character. Thinking, yeah. I think. That's what I was. I'm thinking. not sure, but um, I, I, it's, in my opinion, he was the top heel in the company at that point. My personal opinion. No Country for Old Men. Yeah. 
I, fair, fair. I just uh, honestly, right now, I feel like he's on a different level right now because he's like got a chip on. Him. He also has a chip on his shoulder of like he's mad WWE didn't want to make him Universal Champion like Goldberg. Like they don't see him like they do Goldberg and Undertaker and all those guys, and he does see which himself is interesting. There. It's weird. It's always been a weird one to me. That is interesting. They don't really keep him on that tier or offer him like part-time contracts. No, because I mean they had Goldberg come in when he thought he was going to have a universal title match. You yeah. know? So and, and it's like I, I'd be mad too if I were him. I would have that same chip on my shoulder of like, hey man, like I'm putting on dope. I could still put on awesome matches and I'm incredibly influential. At a top rate too. It, totally. totally. Like not worked around, you know, like because you know, a lot of the guys are a lot of older guys are still put on, are able to put on like good matches, but they're only as good as the people they're with. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the case with Jericho, as we've seen. He's, I mean, it's all across the board. Cody, the I mean, uh, Cody, uh, uh, Naito, uh, uh, Kenny. You know, it's just all across. Page, you know, the, from all walks of life. You know, so very va- varied. Dancing partners. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. he's able to work with all of them. Absolutely. That's why I thought it was a little fair when I saw people doing the whole, like, oh, you know, people give WWE crap for having older wrestlers as champions and you're all celebrating AEW for it. And it's like, no, it's not the age they're complaining about. It's the it's lack of It's the fact that they're not they're there. there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like the lack of presence. I mean, nobody got mad when AJ Styles won the, tip on the belt. No. He, and, and it's because he's there. I will say, though, I want to know. I'm, I don't know if going to tell me. But, I, but because of us saying this, I do. I am interested to know how often Jericho will be on TV. Like, is Jericho going to be on TV every week? Because if he's not... It's an easier schedule than Raw ever was, dude. Oh, no, totally. But if he's not, then he kind of is doing the same thing as the other guys when it comes to lack of presence. And you have no idea about... I don't. Okay. I, I don't. I honestly don't. I assume he's only got to be there once a week that he probably... W- that they're going to... They'd have him there. I, and would I feel like Tony. I mean, from what I understand, Jericho has full use of Tony's jet. <laughs> like <laughs> it does appear that way. Uh, he uses that thing a lot. Well, speaking of Jericho traveling, great segue into the biggest story of the week. And wow, was... I thought we had already talked about it. Dang, no, there's no, no. So much to unravel here. No, the biggest story of the week, obviously, was the fact that Chris Jericho lost his title belt. Uh, Not no, he didn't lose. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it here. So, <laughs> like, when you read Jericho loses the title, you're like, didn't there some, uh, like, untelevised match that happened? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, here's how it all started. So, uh, basically, Jericho reported, filed a, a stolen, uh, missing, not missing, he, he reported a theft to the police. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. It took me a second to catch it in the air there. Uh, Jericho reported a theft to the police on Sunday. Basically, this is what he said happened. I'm just going to read what the report said, actually. It said the, the report's victim, a little confusing. It is. That's why I'm going to read what the reports. I'll, yeah. I'll go piece by piece of how the story kind of uh, progressed here. So first the report came out, and the report said uh, the victim, who was Chris Jericho, reported the theft of his championship wrestling belt while he was eating inside Longhorn Steakhouse. The victim stated that he arrived at the Millionaire Club airport terminal and placed the belt inside his rented limousine. The limo driver shuttled the victim to Longhorn for dinner. Which, by the way, I love that fans were like saying, well, I've never heard of Millionaire Airports. And I was like, yeah, because private private jets have a lot of – a lot of them – not all of them. A lot of them have their own private airports. Yeah, of course. Uh, And also they have – You'd be surprised at the perks that celebrities have in the airport. Like yeah. they, they have they're, they're, it's not the same as you. <laughs> yeah, some of them don't have to. Some of them go through a completely different security checkpoint, and they get driven from the checkpoint to the gate. Like Hulk Hogan when he got in trouble with the uh, that got that one police officer in trouble yeah. recently. Did you see that video? I didn't see it. Oh, but... That's the funniest video. Uh, he's like, "Are you sure you're not going to get in trouble for this, brother?" And the guy's like, "Oh no, my boss said it's and cool." He did. And then the guy got in trouble for it. <laughs> um, Hey, no, credit to Hogan for asking first. <laughs> True. Uh, although his video got the guy fired, but uh, well, not fired, but he got him in trouble. But uh, still, back to Jericho. The limo driver says he shuttled uh, the victim to Longhorn for dinner. Now, now this says that the title belt was placed inside the limousine. Then. They went to dinner at Longhorn, and it's, it says the victim remained at Longhorn while the limo driver returned to the airport. The victim had taken the wrong luggage from the airport, and the driver took it back to the terminal. When the driver picked up the victim from the restaurant, the belt was missing. Uh, so basically – But if you don't really deep dive into that, that's really confusing. Basically, here's what happened. Jericho left the, the airport. 
en route to a Longhorn. He was going to a Longhorn Steakhouse to eat, tired, whatever. He's going to eat uh, from traveling. Gets to Longhorn, realizes that he grabbed the wrong bags. His title belt, he claims, was in the car. He says, hey, driver, left. I took the wrong bags. Can you take these back to the terminal, see if my bags are there? Do a switcheroo. If not, can you just make sure the bags stay there? You know, so that whoever's bags they are, it gets found. Driver says, sure. He leaves. But Jericho left the title belt in the limo. So supposedly. the belt went along with the with the driver to the ride to the airport. Correct. So then when Je- so then Jericho goes this to Longhorn. This is like the Jenna Kennedy assassination. <laughs> <laughs> then Jericho goes to eat dinner without his title belt. When the driver returns to pick him up, Jericho's in the limo, sees there is no title belt there, says something to the driver, and that's really all we know. Then they call the cops. So uh, that was that, right? So then Jericho, uh, who's already in the midst of going viral for this little bit of the bubbly thing, posts an amazing video about the missing title belt. And I love everything about this video. The fact that he is in a jacuzzi wearing a scarf. A scarf. Is amazing. This random one little pinwheel in the background spinning the whole time, like, cracks me because it's just so random. And then him, he pours himself a bottle of champagne, he pours himself a glass of champagne, and then puts the glass aside and drinks the bottle of champagne, <laughs> which is so random, it cracked me up. Um, but basically says that he's launching a worldwide investigation. With private investigators. With private investigators to find the belt. But, plot twist, the next day, the Tallahassee police post a picture of one of the officers, Kyle O'Reilly and Hulk Hogan status, like doing the belt. You think that's what belt. he was doing? I mean, it looks like it. That's yeah. probably not what he was doing, but it looks it like It was he's a doing really weird belt. way to hold the belt. <laughs> it looks like he's doing the guitar thing. Like probably it, not. Much like the Kennedy assassination, it looked like the way the guy held up uh, Lee, Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald's gun. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> I love that you've Kennedy assassination this whole Jericho thing. I think, well, uh, well, I mean, everybody thinks it's a conspiracy, of course, because why wouldn't they? Everybody in wrestling thinks everything's a conspiracy. I mean, but, like, um, I. This would be a wild conspiracy. Yeah, getting the Houston police involved, that's... Yeah, that's no, uh, Tallahassee. Get the Tallahassee police involved. Also, like, okay, so getting the police involved, and then also, like, why, if they were going to leak it to someone, they wouldn't have leaked that random blog. It was, like, such... The, the place that first broke the story was, like, this obscure it wrestling Bixpan, blog. It wasn't Bixpan? No! He was... Quote tweeting something that was on some random ass blog. Huh. I think it's like Blog of Doom or something like that. I think it's a former popular like wrestling journalist guy. I'm not sure, but it's like a a, a silly blog he has. It's not even like a actual website. Yeah, and like Bix, a news site. Yeah, and then Bix because I read it. It's like a it's one of those like wild line kind of things where it's like blah, blah, blah. it was like drunk drunk ago is what I called him or something like that. Drunk go loses belt or something. Mm-hmm. Very like. Like early two thousands Prez Hilton-y style mm. of writing, and and um, and then Bix called the cops and confirmed, and then I saw that and was like, well, I'm gonna call the cops. And when I called, they, I didn't tell them they're like, yeah, the Jericho lot. We we that thing about Jericho is true. And I was like, okay, easy enough. Um, okay, so then the next day, the police post a picture where they've got the belt, they've found the belt, um, and they say like we found it, but then they delete the post. And they say it's still an active investigation, which is very random. My guess is that they – my guess is that they posted it and didn't tell AEW first, didn't tell Jericho first, and Jericho contacted them like – This is how you tell me? This is how you're going to tell me? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, oh, oops, sorry. Like, yeah. aren't you supposed to be investigating who <clears throat> fucking stole it from me? And so they were like, oops, sorry. We got, like, I'm guessing they got caught up in the whole internet craze of a little bit of the bubbly and the Seems missing like title. That. So then it gets recovered, right? Uh, But then it gets even crazier, in my opinion, once you found out what actually happened with the title belt. That it was found on the side of the road. It wasn't stolen. It was just found on the side of the road. Like, okay, so this is what the Tallahassee PD said first. They said, uh, officers learned that a championship belt reported to be valued at $29,250 was stolen from a limo recently occupied by the belt's owner. On September 4th, 
Uh, Citizen returned the championship belt to TPD headquarters, reporting that it was found along a local roadway. Now, they said they were still investigating the situation at the time, right? But then the guy himself talked to local news. And I love his story so much. Like, this whole thing is so weird. So the guy's name is Frank Price. And... He works at uh, – he's a 41-year-old dude who works at the For- Florida State University and is not a wrestling fan. So he says that he and his wife – he said it was his 41st birthday and he and his wife had been scalloping all day, which I believe is fishing for scallops, I would imagine. Uh, and they involve scallops. That, that <laughs> makes sense. So they were, they were scalloping all day and were driving home. They got off a uh, – turn lane to get off the, the, the road uh, to get off the highway and they see a velvet bag in the middle of the road they claim to pull over get it put it in the car keep driving now I want to pause right there to me that's just weird in itself have you ever like seen something in the middle of the road and thought I'm gonna pull over and grab that no right <laughs> no I mean I don't know what the bag looked like if it was he said it's a big velvet bag well, is it like red velvet or is it purple? Like, my guess is purple or red. Yeah. That, 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 my guess. I mean, I don't I don't know. I've never seen anything like that on the side of the <laughs> You don't know guys. how you'd react in that situation? I don't. I don't. I, and, it's, um, and also this is Tallahassee. People are different down there. True. He was just scalloping. So maybe he yeah. likes to like – he's like a guy who's a crafty dude, you know? To me, what I like to think happened – and this isn't even to be funny. I just think this is a, 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 a feasible possibility. Somebody did steal it. After the rush calmed down, realized, what am I going to do with this? It's too hot. It's too hot. You know? Yeah. It is because everybody's looking for it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like there's a few others in the world. You know, yeah. they haven't started selling the replicas yet. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what, what am I going to do? Just have it? You know, I can't show it to anybody. Yeah. You know? So I think he just panicked. And, Can right. I tell you my theory? Okay. My theory is that... <laughs> He didn't tip the limo driver, and he was like, fuck this. <laughs> well, that's not the worst theory, actually. It's not the worst theory. Like, really? You want me to go back and get your bags? Fuck you. Like, you know? <laughs> Mine was going to be more comical. I was going to say that I, I hope that Jericho was just, like, tipsy, celebrating his title win, that he's champion Holding again. It up. And Whoops. that he did, like, a girl going out of pr- going to prom move where he was just standing out of the sunroof, like, with a little bit of the bubbly in one hand, his title belt in the other, and it's a whoop. Just went and flying, and he didn't know what to do, and just kept going to Longhorn, and then blamed it. Thieves, <laughs> thieves, they thieved from me. <laughs> Call the police. Call the constable. Um, actually, your second theory makes more sense, though. It, it could be. I don't know. I, it's just it. Uh, uh, it, it seemed like because throwing something out of like that's like ditching it. You know, it's like I, I don't want to be associated with this anymore. The other theory that I have, and it's a little bit. I don't know the proximity of like where it was found to the airport, but if it was close enough, I my, my other theory is that they put it on the top of the car or on top of the trunk or something like oh, that. Oh, that's another. That's a good. When idea. they were putting the luggage in and just forgot, forgot. I've done that before. With yep. like, I mean, I, granted, it was coffee, but I actually drove. I remember I drove for a good distance with like coffee on my roof. My boy just a few weeks ago drove off with the with the gas pump still in his car. And it ripped the pump off of the thing, and he had to pay for it. Yeah, that sucks. I've seen that happen before. <laughs> I've been at the gas station when someone else did that. It was one of the funniest things to witness. I was like, whoa, what's this guy doing? There's gas everywhere. And, yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, no. It like it has like a shut-off thing. Oh. I saw someone do it, and they- I didn't see it. My buddy just sent me did a picture Did he say there was gas everywhere? He just sent me a photo of the, ga- of the thing still in his gas tank. I was like, you're a genius. <laughs> um, but that's my other alternate theory, is that on top of the roof- Flew away because they forgot to put it. Actually, they actually forgot to put it in the car. It was early in the morning, and they were just whatever. You know, it's my other. You think we'll theory. ever find out who took it? I don't know. I honestly because it's it's back. So do you think it's no, like a, they'll never find out? I mean, dude, they, like if the guy like, had never turned that in, they never would have found it. No, no, that's just how things go. When things get stolen, they don't find it like that. You know, it would have taken a. It no, I'm saying you, you know, I'm saying you'll never find out. They'll never who stole find him. It? Yeah, I kind of believe this guy. I kind of believe. I, I don't think someone's – I honestly don't believe someone stole it. I believe that, like, something weird happened, like it fell out of something or a fall off of something. I don't think someone stole it and then ditched it. That seems like a weird – I realize that it's hot. You're right, that if you had stolen it and then the next morning you woke up and there was a million news, news stories like, about well, it. I can't do anything with but this. But the news stories didn't hit until, like, Wednesday. 
And he found it on Sunday, he claims, this guy. So it wouldn't have been hot at that point. Are you you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says he found it on Sunday. He says uh, he found it in the middle of a turn lane on Sunday evening. Sunday day is when it was lost. How long did he have it? Like three days? So this is my favorite part about it. Yeah, he says that he he took it. Okay, so this is the weird part. You find a bag on the road and you just toss it in your car not knowing what's in it. Like, he didn't open it there, he says. He opened it when he got home. And when he got home, they opened this bag and saw this title belt in there. And we're like, hmm, that's weird. This looks like a wrestling or a boxing belt or something like yeah. that. So they Googled it. They saw what the belt looked like. But they assumed this was a replica. They're like, well, we don't have the actual belt. Like, probably just a replica. Because they don't know anything about that this is a new company. They're not selling replicas yet. So he takes a picture of himself with the belt on and puts it on Craigslist in the lost and found section of Tallahassee and says, um, I found a pro wrestling championship belt on Highway 20 Sunday afternoon. Um, contact me with details and you can come get it. <laughs> he posts it there, right? Then goes about his day hoping to hear something. Then the, then Wednesday is when the news breaks. I think it's Wednesday is when the news breaks. And his inbox full of people who – who, locals who saw it on there and go, hey, man, there's a bunch of news stories about this. They're going to think you stole it. So he calls the police. Goes, hey, I found this on the side of the road. I've had an ad up on Craigslist for a few days. I'm going to come turn it in. They're great. So he goes to turn it in, and when he turns it in, he says that he saw the limo driver while walking in, and the limo driver was there filling out an insurance claim and or something that he needed for the insurance claim, and he comes walking in with the title belt, and he said the, 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 the limo driver was like ecstatic and gave him a $200 reward because he was so happy that like the belt got found, the $30,000 belt. Um, yeah, I'm sure the limo driver was panicking. He panicked. And then he turned in the cops. Cops said, thank you. Then they post the thing on Facebook, blah, blah, blah guitar guy. Um, but I, I did think it was funny. He said in the interview that after they took it from him and they had to continue the investigation, I'm assuming because AEW was like, are you going to find out if the guy stole it? Like, yeah. you know, type thing. Um, they called him back and they were like, hey, they asked him about the limo driver, who his, if he had any relation to the limo driver. They basically started to investigate him to make sure he didn't steal yeah. it. And that he seems to be off the hook now. And then they turned it back in, and, and Jerry has it. But like you said, the fact that they were able to get so much press off of this, get the belt back, and and almost be in the better because of it, is insane. Like the fact that they it almost, and I know that I don't say they can do no wrong, quote unquote. But like, God, they're lucky right now. With, they like, are their, with the way that everyone loves them right now, just the, the success they're having. Like, They've man, been really able to roll with a lot of setbacks. That could have been a huge setback to, on day one of TV to not have their title. I mean, say what you say about the ending. You know, it could have been better. But I mean, I think the Pac and Kenny match delivered in terms of, um, um I don't know what the physicality. Yeah, I guess. it delivered. Yeah, it was. It was uh, without any sort of buildup. You know, yeah. it really, it really delivered. Yes, and um, that's just. Uh, I mean, they've ha- they've had other issues before. You know, um, the Kylie Ray stuff that's yeah. been coming out lately. The try you know, all the public tweets about CM Punk when it's seen that they're maybe going to sign him, and then he's mad, and then he's saying things, and all that kind of stuff. There's been a lot of stuff that AEW mm-hmm. has had to deal with uh, up front, right off the bat. The, the chair shot. The chair shot. Yeah. The point, the dog pyro. Yeah, which, by the way, shocked that there wasn't a lot of it. Did you see anything? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You did? Oh, I didn't yeah. see anything. Oh, what, I saw a lot of it. Like from actual organizations? No, but I think PETA maybe said something, but of course they said something. Um, yeah, they say everything. Yeah, I think uh, I, Cody also shot it down pretty quickly and basically said that he didn't know the like noise-making pyro was going to be shot off, that it was more supposed to be like sparkler type stuff. Um, but who knows? Mm. Tony Khan was pissed about it. Was he? In the yeah, in the post match, in the post event scrum, well said he was like, "No, very that won't happen again." Very unhappy about that. Like, did not know that was going to happen. Like, type stuff. Yeah, as much as I, I mean, he's like, I like. He's like, look at, I like having fair around as much as ever. Of like, course, I never want to have the dog in that position ever again. We don't need to have the dog on TV anymore. No, we don't. No. And, and we know who Pharaoh is. We love Pharaoh. He can live on on Cody's. Social Road media yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But we don't need him for the entrance anymore. I remember when he first did it, Pharaoh looked a little like, even without the pyro, like at, at, at the first all out, uh, all in, you know, when he came out with the with the Rhodes family, you know, like with DDP and Glacier and all that stuff. Even then, he was like 
Um, I'm a dog. <laughs> I'm a dog. And, uh, I want to be laying down. Yeah, it, he looked, uh, and it's it is it's very overstimulating. And uh, I mean, I, and I feel bad because it's like I, I know for a fact, obviously, it's very clear that he loves that dog more than anything. Yes, of course. Yes. that Cody and Brandy love their dogs. Yes. so that has never been a point of contention. No, never. No, it was just um, you know, people do um. People do um, people do funny things when they're hyped up. Yes. You're ready to go. I've done it. Yes. You've done it. Totally. And you know, I probably wouldn't even. I probably yeah. I I, I'm, I didn't. I it was a mistake. If they do that's it again, it. then it's a problem. Yeah, but that's <laughs> you know? it. You yeah. know, it, they definitely learned from it. They're like, okay, we don't need to do that. Anymore. Yeah, totally. All right, Jimmy, you got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Where people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. Uh, check out Network every day for daily drops, raffles, so on and so forth, exclusive products or early to market that you can't get anywhere else, at least at the time. Or you could check out um, – they're up on Chalkline now, up on WWE Shop, the entrance pants, currently Bret Hart right now. That's the first design. They're doing incredibly well. Get them while you can. We're restocking as fast as we can, but they're selling out, which I like. Much like White Claws. Much like White Claws. Uh, not as tasty though. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, get them while you can. I got. We're gonna drop the uh, the next design sometime around winter, late late fall, early winter, in time I mean, for the holidays. You already showed what it was. Uh, well, it's that, not the full design. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you showed the date and everything of like yeah. which pants they are. Yeah, I mean they're 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 uh, they're gonna be influenced by uh, the Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon match from 1997. So yeah. they look um, awesome. Really excited about those, and we got a lot more coming, so just stay tuned. And, of course, check out me and my upper-class Royce Isaacs, Double Platinum, Heather Monroe, every weekend from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, available on most stre- on most streaming devices like f- on the Fight app or on KDOC in Memphis now and in Houston now. If I believe I, yeah, so. Yeah, in Houston now, so check us out. It's not hard to find us. And you can find everything we're doing here at ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website. At Wrestling Sheet on social media. I'm at Ryan Satin. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find uh, our videos. That's where you can find the Raw and SmackDown recaps that I do, though. The Raw recap didn't get posted this week, but we can find the Raw and SmackDown recap there. You can find the video of Jamie and I doing Wrestling Sheet Radio and a lot other interviews and other stuff. So go make sure you check it out. Subscribe while you're there. Like the videos. Comment. I respond as much as I can. So please keep doing that. But if you just want to listen to the audio while you're driving, working out, cooking, doing whatever, just check out Wrestling Sheet Radio on your favorite podcast app. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. Oh, wait. Oh, I didn't even show off my Koufine shirt. It's one that's only 500 of these made. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 